Welcome, everybody, to the Hemp Happy Hour, Fall Edition. We are back at another show. We're at Expo East 2019 in Baltimore, Maryland, sitting at the beautiful Plus CBD, up, Plus CBD booth. All episodes of the Hemp Happy Hour are brought to you by CV Sciences, makers of Plus CBD oil, and leaders in educating the world about hemp-derived CBD. Uh, they were one of the first groups to be at this particular show. Uh, same thing with Expo West. You've heard me talk about that a lot on the show, and now I think there's 150 CBD companies here. Uh, there's even a CBD room or a hemp room, a hemp pavilion, if you will, uh, where we have another plus CBD booth, but also many of the other hemp companies here. I look around. There's the this is the type of show where there's a lot of p- things hanging from the ceiling, so that you can identify people's booths from far away. And I see uh, one, two, three, four. Just four CBD signs from where we're sitting. Uh, but if you walk the floor long enough, you'll run into about 1,500 of them, it seems like. And there, it is, it's the hot topic. You know, it's, this, it's the same way every time we go to these shows. You hear me talk about it if you listen to the show about that CBD is the hottest topic. This is a natural products industry, so you got to think about everything's had its day, right? It was fish oil and ashwagandha and all these things have had uh, their exciting times and they're, and they're kind of their ramp up. But nothing like we've ever seen with this. Uh, nothing with the amount of companies and the amount of different products and things of that nature that are coming to the industry. So I figured what a better place to do the hemp happy hour than right before our hemp happy hour at the CV Sciences booth or the Plus CBD booth. And before that, leading up to it, we're going to get some different folks on here from the industry, natural products industry, uh, the hemp industry. If you've listened to this show before, you know we did a couple episodes where we talked with Michael Mona Third. We've certainly had Stuart Tonk and Sara Syed and some of the the, the in-house folks at CV Science is on here telling us about what's going on. But we've got a new vice president of government and science. Oh, let me help you out with that one, yeah. Josh. Yeah, that was, <laughs> senior that was vice close. president, Senior vice president, scientific and regulatory affairs. Regulatory affairs. There you go. Mm-hmm. And so you come to CV Sciences from CRN. Talk about Council for Responsible Nutrition and kind of give everybody a little background on what that is. Yeah, so previous to my role at CV Sciences, I was a senior vice president at the Council for Responsible Nutrition, and that is a Washington, D.C.-based trade association. And they represent companies that work in the uh, functional food and dietary supplement space, but this is the full spectrum. So this is everything from suppliers to manufacturers, marketers, packagers, uh, attorneys that would be giving advice uh, to the testing labs. And so it's quite a community around all elements of dietary supplements from seed to shelf. And what we would do is engage in a lot of the policy discussions in Washington, D.C. Last few years, there's been discussions, you know, the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act, also known as DSHEA, which was passed in 1994, is now over 25 years old. And we have this industry that was a very small uh, entrepreneurial industry back in 1994 when the law was formed. And now it's a much bigger, large consumer product industry. company, the FDA has, you know, over a $40 billion industry to regulate, and they really haven't advanced the way they regulate. So there's some discussions, do we need to modernize DSHEA? And I think what's interesting about it, Josh, is some of the CBD conversations, you know, how does FDA wrap its arms around regulating CBD to ensure that consumers have access to safe and well-made products that are free of contaminants, at the same time keeping them safe. And so... We're in the middle of those discussions right now. FDA is behind the scenes looking at the science. Um, But what's interesting is the FDA is looking at things like questions they might have 
well, we don't know the exact way these products are made. And if we allow them as dietary supplements, we may never know how they're made because in the way which supplements are regulated, a lot of that um, is able to be decided by the manufacturer, you know, how I extract it, what my finished product like. You don't have to give data to the agency necessarily in advance. You just have to ensure your product's safe. And with a product that might contain some THC, FDA has some reservations, I'm assuming, to say, we want to know exactly how companies are making this before we let them put it on the shelves for any consumer age two and up to consume. Right. So, Duffy Mackay, Senior Vice President of Government and Regulatory Affairs. Scientific and Regulatory Scientific and Regulatory Affairs. I mean, it's all. (laughs) Essentially, we are an executive team that's trying to navigate these waters and really make sure that our company is positioned to continue to access high-quality hemp, do a quality extraction, and know what we're putting on the market. And, and we've kind of been the front runner in that the whole time, obviously, with grass, and, and even before you could get him to the United States, figuring out how to do that and do it uh, effectively, but also um, clean, I guess, if you will. And I think we've seen this shift towards, um, you know, I've talked about it for years now, hemp's a gateway crop. We have an opportunity to kind of reverse what we've done with all these other crops and get a fresh start with this. So yeah, it's a horrible, it's been illegal for 75 plus years, but let's utilize this opportunity to go about it the right way. And you're seeing a lot of pressure um, you know, on the industry to do that. And we're working on that with the U.S. Hemp Authority and the roundtables uh, taking a strong position now with, with some of the things that we didn't necessarily understand and didn't understand how they would affect the whole hemp industry. So we just kind of were doing our due diligence on that. And you see that with version 2.0, but from an outsider coming in, you know, you were with CRN for how many years? Ten years. Ten years. Um, and you're in this, this world, this world that we're in right now, this natural products world. I mean, do you see hemp as the next frontier? I mean, I, you know, obviously, I hope so. Yeah, you know, um, a lot of similarities. If you track the history of dietary supplements from, uh, let's say, just before the passage of Deshaies to the passage of Deshaies and then the trajectory since, You could make a lot of analogies to what's taking place um, with hemp-derived ingredients where the regulator is far behind. Same thing happened with dietary supplements in Deshaies was consumer interest in natural products, vitamins, minerals, herbs, Mm -hmm. botanicals was just at an all-time high and consumers wanted access. The market was there and FDA was being tasked with, with trying to regulate this growing market in its first attempt they basically tried to impose drug-like regulations on the industry and what that resulted is a huge backlash from consumers and they say historically that this was around the time of the uh, wrapping up of the Vietnam War um, and post Vietnam War and the politicians on the hill said they got more letters to save vitamins when FDA tried to over-regulate, so really? stacks and stacks of letters went up to the Hill to senators and congressmen, and they were stressed by it. They were like, what in the world is going on? And the grassroots really spoke, and you can see that the hemp industry is positioned for the same. We're seeing rapid consumer interest. We're seeing growth in the marketplace. We're seeing the brands get mature, and we're waiting for FDA to do whatever it thinks it needs to do to regulate this space. And if it tries to over-regulate, and if it does what it did back in 1994 with Deshaies and impose burdensome regulations, you're going to see the consumers push back in a huge way, and that will just be mayhem. So, Yeah, I mean, and 
it's the, that's the point. How, the FDA has a job to do in protecting the consumer. Because the industry is, you know, such a big green rush, as they're calling it, there are a lot of people that don't know what they're doing when it comes to dietary supplements, much less pharmaceuticals or how those differ. Um, is it, is it, has it gotten to the point where it's a problem? I, I see it as a problem, but from your perspective, you've, you've been through this before with other supplements and other ingredients and things. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a problem right now in a sense that we do have some information about hemp-derived CBD that suggests that you know, we need to be consuming it with an awareness that there can be, let's say, drug-neutrient interactions. Someone could be on a medication and start taking CBD, and it could influence the medication, not in a dangerous way, but just in a way that needs to be monitored. Maybe the medication needs to be adjusted or whatnot. And with responsible companies like CV Sciences that have done the toxicology work, they understand what serving size can be taken by the population and not cause problems. We're all good. We're keeping the consumer safe. You get an irresponsible company that sees this as just a, the next exciting thing and they say, well, if 20 milligrams is good or 15 milligrams is good, why don't I put 1,000 milligrams in there? They don't have a scientific staff. They're not paying attention to, they're just thinking marketing and marketing dollars. Right. And what I'm getting at, the conclusion is they could end up with an unsafe product on the market that could, could result in a consumer being hurt. And then that is something that drags us all down and that affects us all and, and to that point do you think that and let me give you an example ephedra right ephedra is a, a great herb it can be a safe herb it can be formulated safe it's good for bronchitis it's in a lot of chinese medicine herbal formulas but when you put a lot of ephedra together and you take a whole lot it can Problems. help you lose weight right it can also cause a heart attack right and that's what was happening is a federal was being formulated in weight loss at high amounts and people were taking it too much of it and we had consumers getting hurt and yeah. guess what we lost the ingredient well and do you think that um that cbd because everyone just cbd is just a thing it's not people don't the consumer i don't think looks at it as an ingredient when there's these bad actors and you know it's it's kind of an even bigger negative because people just associate it with all cbd oh, oh of course it's all. Yeah. of course Worked in the supplement industry for 10 years, representing the entire industry, been on you know, national media, been in all the newspapers. And one of the things that got to me after 10 years is you have this bolus of incredibly responsible companies. They're manufacturing under good manufacturing practices. They spend a lot of money on scientific work and testing. And then you have this other side of the industry that's just not doing their due diligence. And they do something wrong it harms everybody. So one bad actor, you know, it's one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. Same thing is we're all cooking along, we're investing in quality, we're hiring the right people, and then some Yahoo CBD company does one, you know, even if they get listeria or a bacterial mm -hmm. infection, you know, where they have a contaminated batch because they're not doing testing, and that gets out and people get sick, we're going to be the ones cleaning up that mess. We're going yep. to be the ones going to FDA, trying to explain to them why our products are safe. We'll be the ones fixing the problem. And that's why we've tried to work with the different natural products groups, uh, or herbal, you know, extract or herbal products groups, the hemp groups. The but standards. The, but you the mean, Hemp Roundtable has really gotten, you know, with the Hemp Authority as well, come together and said, look, we want to self-police this because right. we want to protect ourselves from right. that. Now, we can't. You know, we can't control everybody, but there's definitely not going to be a member of the Roundtable out not third-party testing, not being audited, not being encouraged to get some more certifications on whether it be John GMO or 
uh, the USMP Authority certification or organic or whatever it may be as we start to see these things open up to this industry that was, you know, blackballed from being able to get certifications and being able to go after grant money. And it's just starting to be treated normal, which is weird for me because I'm used to battling that uphill battle. Now that's normal. And then, you know, like I said the other day at the hemp summit, I said, well, maybe maybe hemp's passed me by. It's just too normal now. You know, it's like <laughs> everyone's like, ah, oh, you know, hemp, hemp. Yeah, yeah they, we get it. We've heard you before, Josh. Uh, but I think it's, it is wild to have seen but, but three remember, years ago where we were at this show and where we are now. But I think, remember, you spend your time at the cutting edge of the knife. Right. And so for you, in the, in the circles that you go, you may feel it's normal, but you step into some other parts of this country and you start talking about hemp and CBD and they're looking at you like they're just beginning the process of recognizing that this so is... So let's talk about that. That's exactly right. So it is becoming normal to the buyers that are here. Mm-hmm. They've seen mm-hmm. CBD for three years now. They're, they're actually kind of you know, overwhelmed with the amount of CBD coming and stuff. Consumers aren't. I mean, the, rea- the reality is not every consumer is taking it. They're not... Every consumer shops at a health food store, so they haven't seen it yet at their Kroger or CVS, and even then it's just topicals for the moment. And so when that expands, how do we do a good job of educating these consumers? Because once it is everywhere, gas stations and every grocery store and everything, the buyers are doing their due diligence and vetting that stuff, but the, but the consumers don't know how much to take, when to take it, those kinds of things. So from your perspective, how do we as an industry do a better job, or is it really just a time process? Well, I think as we get into those new markets, we will apply the same um, effort to educate the consumer with collateral that we have in the natural product sector. I think we've been successful at helping people. You know, the first lesson is hemp is not marijuana. Mm -hmm. You've talked about this quite a bit. You know, you spend a lot of time getting someone to understand you're dealing with something that actually has a very different physiological effect. And then the legality educational piece and really getting people to understand that well the 2018 farm bill now has made this plan actually legal mm-hmm. uh, that is takes a long time just to get there so how right. do we do this I think that we have to partner with our retailers I've talked with some of the major retailers which is what's different about a major retailer that's in the say the natural channel when they take on a, a new category like this they also take on, you know, five to fifteen million dollar national marketing budgets to help the consumer understand, right? Because they know that you can't just put it on the shelf it'll and, you're, and yes. it'll go. You have to, you know, explain to the person why it'll benefit. And what's extra challenging in our space, and you're aware of this, when we're talking about a supplement, <clears throat> we're limited to our structure function claims. So if there is exciting science going on. That's that's discovering that let's say CBD actually is an antidepressant. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, I'm you know not making that claim. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying if there's data and studies that start to get published on its antidepressant effects, technically as a supplement, you can't really use that as marketing information. So the education sort of falls to the pharmacists, the the, the trained professionals that might be helping advise whether it's a registered dietitian, a naturopathic doctor, a pharmacist, or a medical doctor, these are the types of people that are going to be tasked with teaching consumers whether CBD can be helpful to them. At the same time, their job is double. It's like a double-edged sword. You have to manage consumer expectations because some of these consumers might get exposed to the overhyping of CBD and be told it's a miracle and it's going to solve all their problems. Well, as a professional, you have to moderate that and convince them, try it. 
it might help you. You will know if it helps you, whether it's with sleep or with pain or what it helps you with. You'll know it's right for you, and then let's work together and, and not expect that it's going to get rid of all your ailments. You gotta, no matter what you do, you got to keep eating healthy, getting as much rest as you can, working on positive relationships. We still have not figured out the miracle cure for anything. Now, some of the literature on CBD, it starts to sound like that, and there are a lot of effects that are really impressive. But we have to manage consumer expectations and make sure that that we meet them where they're at, if you will, and making sure that their consumer experience is aligned with what we're educating them about. Really well said. We're going to take a quick break, a little pause for the cause. We'll be right back after these messages. listening to the Hemp Happy Hour with Josh Hendricks, powered by CV Sciences. CV Sciences is a hemp-derived CBD company working closely with universities, farmers, processors, and organizations to develop a domestic supply chain for their already popular product lines, Plus CBD Oil and Purified Liquids. You can check out all their products at pluscbdoil.com and learn more about the company at cvsciences.com. We wouldn't be able to do this show without the support of CV Sciences, and because of that, we are offering all of our listeners 10% off all purchases on pluscbdoil.com using the code HEMPHAPPYHOUR. Plus CBD oil products are offered in a variety of delivery systems and flavors to suit your preferences. We are proud of our affordable and innovative selection, ranging from topicals to tinctures to concentrated oils. I use it every day, and you can too. So go to pluscbdoil.com and use the promo code HEMPHAPPYHOUR to get 10% off your purchases and join the evolution. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hemp Happy Hour recording live or recording uh, from Expo East 2019, Baltimore, Maryland, at the Plus CBD booth in, uh, presented by CB Sciences. All episodes of the Hemp Happy Hour brought to you by CB Sciences, makers of Plus CBD oil and leaders in educating the world about hemp-derived CBD. We are back. We were talking with Duffy Mackay. Uh, earlier, I knew I had his name right the first time. I don't know why I keep second guessing myself, but I think people are other people are confused. Uh, so we want to clear that up. Dr. Duffy Mackay, who is the senior vice president of science and regulatory affairs. Boom, got it right that time. Uh, but he had to step away. I had to make a phone call. The break was actually a lot longer than what you're going to hear, obviously, on the show. But we are back with special guest and previous. Uh, you've been on the Hemp Happy Hour before, correct? I have, yes. yes. Cindy Wise with Lucky's Market out of Colorado. One of the leading retailers in CBD and really uh, leaders in kind of making this a category. So we've had you on before, but give our listeners a brief reminder of your kind of your background and how you became uh, who you are with Lucky's Market. Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm, I've been with Lucky's Market about seven years now, and um, we're a 39-store natural grocery chain. Um, we've been in the hemp space now for two years um, and um, one of the first national retailers to get into that space. Um, it's definitely been an interesting experience and my personal passion for the category uh, kind of led us in that direction. And what personal passion? What, how did that come about? <laughs> um, well, I've always been um, a pro-cannabis um, advocate um, personally. And um, once it was legalized, I uh, started to learn a little bit more about the medicinal value of hemp um, on its own. And then 
you know, um, quickly started getting approached by vendors and CV Sciences, obviously, and learned a little bit about the products. And, um, you know, it was kind of a no-brainer to get into the space. So what went into and who, who did you have to convince that, hey, we're, we're not only going to bring in this new product or the couple products here and there, we're going to make it a category. I've talked about it numerous times about the, the aisle marker at the end of the aisle that says hemp, CBD, and adaptogens, you know, this way in Lucky's, which was a huge step just for the category as a whole. Um, who did you have to convince and how did you that kind of come about? Yeah, so I the biggest thing I had to do was we'll convince our entire company, um, all the leadership, um, and then definitely get our founder on board. So um, the great thing about um, our company is um, there's a lot of um, open doors. And so I have a great relationship with our founder and I was able to explain, you know, what my vision was for the category and where I saw the opportunity was for us as a company. Um, and he trusted um, where we were going and trusted that I would you know, be a good steward of the category and make sure that we carried amazing products that were exactly what they said they were. Um, and then just getting the teams to understand the language and what it is and, and not laugh about it and think that everybody's getting high, um, <laughs> that it's actually medicine. Um, so talking to marketing and, and then also taking it to the next level and trying to think about, okay, well, what are our consumers going to be asking? You know, what kind of educational materials do we need to provide and education do we need to provide to our staff? Um, so it's, it's been quite an evolution, but you yeah. Mentioned, you mentioned education. Talk a little bit about, you know, you heard my saying and I say it every time and I'm, I'm trying to come up with new ways to say it. It's just, I'm trying to get these interviews banged out here at the, <laughs> while we're at the show because I'm yeah. trying to catch up from a whole summer being lazy and not doing shows. Uh, but I keep saying, you know, CV Science is leaders in educating the world about hemp-derived CBD, and I really believe that because yeah. I know how much effort we've put into educating retailers like yourself, not only how to talk about and sell our products plus CBD oil, uh, but really how to talk about the category as a whole and understand the difference between labeling and stuff. You know, how important as a retailer is, is education, not only from the companies, but from the industry as a whole. and. In, and also, you know, that drills down the consumer, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we were talking before we got on the show just about how this industry has exploded enormously, and um, there's a lot of crazy things going on. So, weird you know, things. Weird, so many <laughs> weird things. Um, the education piece, I feel like, is the most important, and I feel like a lot of companies um, where they're leading in education, um, it actually mirrors the quality and efficacy of the products that they're promoting. So I almost feel like when companies are sort of missing the boat there, um, there's a lack of comprehension and understanding of what they're actually selling. Um, but education is, is paramount for us and it's always been important, whether it was hemp or any other category. Right. So, you know, taking advantage of any educational opportunities that our vendors will provide to us on a national level, um, in-store materials and all of that. Um, every time we do a new product launch, we make sure that we, you know, teach our staff members about what the product is, what the benefits are, and, and how they can talk to a consumer about it. You know, and... You come from this world, uh, you know, obviously, so you've been around, you've probably been to who knows how many of these Expo West and East, and uh, it's cool for me, this is my third year, I guess, going to both. I think I've done, this is my sixth Expo, third fun, of each one. <laughs> I have a good time. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not complaining. And, I, you know, I, I don't have to, like, I'm not a booth guy. I don't sit here and shake hands and kiss babies and all that jazz. I kind of yeah. go and, I kind of go, honestly, I, I get a lot of the roundtable meetings and all that stuff. I get pulled a lot of directions. I spoke yesterday on the panel. Uh, at the CBD day, but I go around and I get a lot of just knowledge about this industry. But so coming from natural products long before CBD was a thing, 
you know, give us a uh, kind of your rundown of how things have changed because of CBD. I mean, we we were one of the first companies here four years ago, and now you can't. There's a whole hemp pavilion. So is it kind of? Is it just kind of? Are you tired of it? Is it too much these days? Well, I guess when this first happened, I was I was pretty stoked because all of a sudden, so in in the grocery world, so anyone who's in natural products, they they'll know that. The supplement body care department is somewhat of the stepchild of a, of a store. It's not food. You don't lead with it. Um, it's uh, a yeah, secondary you're a full purchase. For those that yeah, don't know, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely not a destination. Um, so what happened was hemp created a destination. We became a destination all of a sudden in the category, and it actually brought um, customers into the store that we didn't have before. Oh, I love you for saying that. I've been going around saying that for so many years. It's now. true. It's true, and it's great. Um, so the challenge is, is well, now the marketplace is saturated. There's just hemp everywhere. People are putting hemp in everything. I think that's. My personal opinion, I think, is just a little overdone at this point. Um, so again, is that normal? Has that happened in the past with other ingredients or other little yes. things like this, where all yeah. of a sudden you're like, Gee, I mean, is, we can't put, uh, you know, elderberry and everything or whatever it was. They try. Um, <laughs> they try with everything, right? Like, turmeric, this is not abnormal. Yeah. Yeah, collagen. So you see it across. You see trends, and you see them transfer over into the food space. So it is always good to look across all categories. Right. Um, but yeah, everybody's going to try and put a supplement into food. But I, I think it, there's been a resurgence and an interest in the category that didn't exist before, which is awesome. The negative, though, is that I, it's like this is the cure-all for everything. And the challenge as a retailer, it's like, well, this is one, um, I guess, tool in your toolkit of wellness. And there's many other things that, that someone might want to consider. So full circle on your point, Dr. Mackay was just on, and he said, you know, the thing about CBD is it's not going to cure everything. It's not going to treat everything. But it has, to your point, brought all these new people into your section of the store. Yes. Or even your store in general. Yes. Right? Like so many independent health food stores like Lucky's or single mom and pop one, you know, one-off store in Winchester, Kentucky, where I shop because it's on the way between the farm and there. Yeah. And they have amazing stuff. It brought hundreds of people in that would have never gone there. And now they're having that conversation about turmeric and curcumin and probiotics and collagen and they're learning like okay well CBD is going to help me sleep or whatever they might whatever their neighbor told them or their cousin or whatever yeah. but all of a sudden they're talking with like my friend Laura or you at the at Lucky's in Colorado and they're going well I'll trust some of that collagen too I need that too and all of a sudden that healthy conversation that healthy lifestyle starts so we you know it deserves the credit for that and you live in a you know the whole supplement market's a conversation category. Yep. I mean, how many people in the in, in the United States walk into a grocery store and understand collagen and curcumin and probiotics and all this stuff? Because we're not used to that. That's why we go to the doctor. We don't understand Oxycontin and Lortabs and, you know, all the prescription drugs as well. So you're kind of like that Duffy, who's a neuropathic doctor, um, same way. And so I think that mindset of we created a whole category, and I saw a brand here that's that's advertising. They said that the CBD that created an industry, and that's right. I mean, I think we're there's a couple of us that can put that moniker on us, and CV Science is obviously one of them. CW, you can name a handful of us that could say that, but it really did create this industry to where we're walking down the aisle, coming back here to the show, going, "What is that?" I was like, "Who would diffuse CBD? I don't understand." Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just yeah. It's you, weird. <laughs> you put CBD on it. Another thing is, I'm walking around. And people have gotten lazy. There's so many CBD companies. People have gotten lazy. I've, I bet I've seen three plus signs, three different brands with plus signs as part of their marketing, and I've seen that's creative. Some of the some of the marketing from some of my other friends in the industry. I've seen these new companies pop up with the same tagline. You know, more than just CBD, or you know, they're using the same. And thing. it happens everywhere. 
You yeah. know, it, every new thing will be copied in food and everywhere. Flatteries or uh, imitations the greatest totally. side of flattery. Yeah. So, no, it's not a bad thing. I just think it's changed so much. And I like getting your perspective that it's not that abnormal. It's a little hotter because it's cannabis. It's a little bit more. I mean, they didn't have elderberry, you know, days selling out to, as an extra ticket kind of no, thing. No, this is but the hottest thing that's ever happened in the supplement industry since I've been in the industry. But so when we talk about like the FDA and stuff, that's the other point I try to make is that it's still a supplement. Supplements exist. Botanical extracts exist. If we can define hemp, define what a hemp extract is, then we can exist in these worlds that are already happening and are already here. Totally. And that's what we were, I mean, that's essentially what happened at the Hemp Congress talking about that, that yeah. we should all be treating these products as supplements. And mm -hmm. that's how I treat it. You know, it's it's um, merchandised in a structure function category um, whenever possible. Um, and we follow Deshaies rules when we're talking to customers and, you know, uh, we don't need to wait around for someone to tell us how we should manage it. We should manage it the way that we manage everything else. Right, right, right. So you, uh, you're obviously a female. Changing subjects a little bit here. I was just at the Southern Hemp Expo, which abbreviated the she, and they actually marketed as a, a mother, uh, mother Earth kind of thing and uh, really had a feminine vibe, real laid back. And I, so I interviewed, I don't know, a half dozen, maybe more. Uh, females, I was calling it She's at the She. Now, we're not at the She, but I may throw this interview on with all these girls. I got my girl power button on. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> you know, so talk about, is this, I think that the hemp industry and cannabis in general, it definitely has more of a play, like you can see there's a drive for more females to be involved in stuff. And I think sure. with hemp being in this supplement world, there's a lot of females involved in the supplement world. So there's a good blend on the marketing, sales, um, retail side of females in this industry and do you think that cannabis and hemp specifically and CBD has a specific draw towards the towards females over males I mean we know factually that females are buying it more right now but that's just because the, the females usually buy stuff for the household in general so I guess just give, give us your thoughts on that you know I I could generalize all over the place but that's usually what I do yeah I know Leave that to me um, I think you know I think the the hemp plant is a complicated plant to explain. Um, so when, when I originally was talking about it, um, I'm like, well, this is an adaptogenic plant. And then people are like, well, what the heck is an What's adaptogen? <laughs> yeah. And so it's, when you're explaining it, it's so esoteric and unclear and not black and white. And I think that, you know, um, I think it's easier to sort of explain that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think it's a male or a female well, thing. So someone got really deep on it because they were like, well, the, the hemp plant has males and females, and the females need the males, but without the females, CBD doesn't exist. And all this. It's just beautiful soliloquy, basically. Well, that's well. fascinating. Yeah. But it is also trippy because I learned recently that you could have a field of hemp and that if you have a cannabis field um, with mature males, that the pollen could fertilize the hemp plants and they could then became, become THC. False. False? Other way around. Oh. So you would never have male plants in marijuana um, unless you're doing like specific breeding and stuff like that. And okay. So the, the, oh, the, so the marijuana plants plant. would be female and if you have male hemp plants, they could cross pollinate the, the female hemp. marijuana plants as well as the female hemp plants, obviously. And so then you end up with seeds in your weed basically right so you have you have this the weed is still the same potency there's just seeds in it but if you were to take those seeds and grow next year's generation of that marijuana plant with them which you wouldn't then it would lose its 
it would be it a would blend, be. right? It would be a, a hybrid of the hemp and that. And so you would never do that. So it's a little bit of a mix, misconstrued That's crazy, situation. though. That's that's. But yes, cross-pollination is a big issue in Oregon. Um, it ha it really in Colorado, in, too, is what I'm hearing. Well, only in a handful of pockets of Colorado because there's not yeah. a ton of people growing totally. non-feminized seed. But, yeah, I mean, that's a that's something we're going to have to figure out. Same thing happened with tobacco. Not not really the same thing, but tobacco ended up going to feminized seed. So you still start with a seed. You still start it in a tray, and then you transplant it into the ground. Um, but it that's really to control, to, to keep the males out, right? They want to they want it to all be as potent and because males die, they're useless in terms of floral production. Once they pollinate, they die. That's their job. So um, sad. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it was a weird conversation to get into between the male and female dichotomy, especially no, with but her. you know one thing I was just gonna say about that. So I, the main things that people are taking um, CBD or hemp for that I've seen is sleep, stress anxiety mm -hmm. and I think that um, maybe between the genders that maybe women are more open to having right. conversations about Admitting it. yeah and mm -hmm. saying like I'm having issues with stress or anxiety and I need something for that and, and maybe men are less likely to be like man I'm having some serious anxiety well, I, think, I need something I think the data shows that if you were to say okay women men both pain is definitely the number one thing I think overall that's yes. a lot of old you know uh, demographically older women that are taking CBD but then when you look at, I think the numbers drastically change to your point. Yes. Of Because men don't admit anxiety and stress as easily. They don't. Yes. They're not, you know, I always, my mom's always the example. I feel bad because I feel like I talk about her all the time. But she was, she was that person always looking for the ultimate magic pill that was going to make her feel better. Sure. No matter what that was. It could have been a fibromyalgia. It could have been a headache. could have been just, you know, feel a little lethargic. You feel whatever it may be. She was looking for that. And for her... It turned into this medication, and then this medication, and this medication, and all of a sudden there's an eight One medication for the medication. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so CBD kind of did replace it. It was, like I said, it's not a miracle drug or anything, but it turned into this, um, the answer, right? And so I'd agree with you completely. I think Well, a lot of women men don't also, even go to the doctor. Yeah, I just went for the first time in seven years. Amazing. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is scary. <laughs> You're like. Yeah, who knows what's going on. But uh, right. it's fine. I mean, the, I think. Like you said, women don't go to the doctor, or men don't go to the doctor, women go to the doctor. They're looking for, they want to feel better, they want to, and they admit that they want to feel better or that they feel bad, even right. more so. Yes. And so I do think there's that thing at play here with all of this going on. I think, I think this is another opportunity that hemp can help change that because hemp's cool. Everybody's taking hemp, and everybody should be taking hemp. Um, nobody's. You know, even if you don't have to admit that it's fixed this or helped with this or done this, everyone's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm taking my hemp supplement because that's like what it, it's like having, I drink coffee too, weirdo. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I think it has kind of become that. But I don't want to keep you too long. You got big plans tonight? Um, yes. We're all going to be having Oh, yeah. Fun. You're coming. Yeah. Yes. You're, I, I <laughs> forgot. We got, a, we got a little birthday shindig to go to tonight. Yes. Uh, but no, we're talking with Cindy Wise, Lucky's Market. We are at the Expo East in Baltimore, Maryland. At the Plus CBD booth, we are going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll be talking with uh, some more folks here. Like I said, I don't know if I'm going to throw you on the, the women's podcast or the Expo East podcast. It's going to depend on how many interviews I get today because I'm heading out tomorrow. But I'm at your disposal. Either way. Maybe we'll do it on both. You'll Sounds have great. double time. So, Kay. Cindy Wise, Lucky's Market, thanks for, ha thanks for coming on. Thanks for being here. And thanks Thank for you. everything you've done for the hemp industry and for Plus CBD as well. But definitely for the industry and the category as a whole. We certainly appreciate it. We'll be right back after these messages. Hemp.
Welcome back, everybody, to the Hemp Happy Hour, brought to you by CV Sciences, makers of Plus CBD Oil, proud supporters of the blossoming hemp industry and the natural products industry. We're here at Natural Products Expo East in Baltimore with one of the main reasons we're at Natural Products Expo East, Sara Syed, our director of marketing at CV Sciences. Sara, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Josh? Good. We're here at the Hemp Happy Hour on the Hemp Happy Ooh, Hour yeah. at the CV Sciences booth talking about Natural Products Expo and, you know, well, give us that background. I don't know the exact numbers, but it was however many years ago we were the first CBD company to get in. Mm-hmm. And now you probably know the stats better than me. Yeah, I think this is our, well, it's been four or five years. So it was back in 2015. It was our first Expo West as a company. Um, and so now it's fall of 2019 and we're here at Expo East. And so it's been a long road. I mean, back in the day, they all thought we were a bunch of cannabis folks, some renegades Ooh. coming in. <laughs> and maybe we and really didn't know who to trust, um, especially because this is such a you know structured industry. And they have a, New Hope has a really huge standards department that really goes through the rigor. And oh, I the caught them coming by checking out our materials yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we had to have everything vetted, everything. So you know they were very, very strict. Um, and they are for a good reason to make sure that the right brands are coming in and showcasing themselves at these types of shows. And so because a lot of us came from the natural products industry, um, you know, we really knew how to launch a brand and how to do it right. And so it's so amazing to be you know, here now and see there's 150 plus exhibits or exhibitors here that have some sort of CBD or hemp extract in their products. It's wild. It's a crazy number. I mean, we've talked about it earlier with Duffy, I think, some of the interviews I've done today. I mean, there's a whole room dedicated to hemp, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, yes, is. And I also said people have gotten lazy. There's tons of plus sons, companies with plus sons now. And mm-hmm. there's tons of, like, legitimate word-for-word uh, marketing slogans that other companies have used. Not mm-hmm. ours, but other companies that now I've seen new companies using. Well, back in the day, I mean, there wasn't company. There weren't. There weren't any companies that actually knew how to market this well. And so, you know, when we came up with our pillars about what makes us different, you know, that we're fully traceable, that we have a state-of-the-art laboratory, that we have used CO2, CO2 extraction, that we do third-party testing, all of that rigor. Those are our pillars as a company that we, you know, we responsibly educate that got plagiarized, like legit plagiarized, which is fascinating to me as a marketer because if you know anything, form of flattery. I, I guess, but I mean, I, people used to tell us that like, well, we just want to imitate you guys. I'm like, no, 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 that's called plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is just like a, a crazy wild west. I mean, and you know, we had this conversation, we've had this conversation before with the round table, but vetting new companies, hey, we get it. Some of you just don't know any better. Yeah, um, you yeah. know, it's it's a bad look for the industry. And certainly when we were coming together as a membership group, we want all of our members to be on the up and up. And so, you know, you've done a good job of educating the hemp industry on how this industry works. And really through Plus CBD oil, obviously, mm-hmm. but with what Stuart's been doing and we talked about with Cindy Wise from Lucky's Market, mm-hmm. really getting out there and saying, hey, look, we're going to educate you on our products. But, hell, this is going to help you sell other products, too, because we want to grow the category. We want to legitimize the category. Well, right? We're trying to provide accessibility. And I think that through the, the years, the openness around the subject matter has expanded. And I think that ultimately, if your products are good and you do the right things, you know, people are open to trying something that they may not have tried before. And so legitimizing this category and being the first product that was on a store shelf when these stores just like Lucky's 
there's so much rigor behind it. Like, what? Well, when you go into a health food store, they've already done so much vetting to ensure that that product on the shelf should be on that shelf. And so I think that that's part of this whole story and the narrative here. Um, and so, yeah, I think that at this at this time that you know it's amazing to see that there's all these new brands that kind of looked at us as the leader and took, you know kind of stood with us as far as setting the standards and set those standards for themselves. And so I think now there's such a saturation in the category, which is, you know, it's a good, it has its good and bad qualities. But, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're yeah, It's we're awesome expansion. that everyone's so excited about it, but yeah. there's negatives that come with that and people being, being inexperienced, not understanding things. Right, and also people, right, right. quite frankly, there's... It, with this much excitement, it draws in maybe not so good actors well, uh, in the, the industry. Right, and there's two sides to the story. I mean, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, I mean, like, we literally led the charge. And so there's a lot of the reasons, like, why we marketed in such a way that was very, like, sci it almost seems scientific. Like, we needed to ensure transparency and create credibility. And now you see, you know, now all these new brands are able to come out and be like, you know, marketing to certain audiences and be a bit more flashy and be a, more, more, a bit more innovative. And so we're kind of like, okay, well, now let's pivot and talk about well, why our products that are effective are going to really speak to the broader audience. And so on our end, it's a little different, but on the you know uh, production side, farming, processing, everything, I've said this for years, Kentucky has had a great benefit in being first, and we're not first in many things. But with that comes those a lot of hard learned lessons that everyone had to make, which cost a lot of money. And mm -hmm. You know, you're a little bit you get behind on that side of it. And so you got states like Wisconsin and Tennessee and North Carolina that are newer that didn't have to make those first two years of stakes, mistakes and those two years of capital that just went down the toilet. <laughs> and it, you know, so like there's this benefit. And for us, it was we had to be really tight and we had to be really conservative, even though we were risk takers. It and was all that. deliberate. Yeah, it was I think deliberate. It was, we were very deliberate. And I think that that's also something that creates comfort. For people that are uncomfortable about the subject, and now people are flashy. And now, and now <laughs> people are flashy, but that's okay. You know, I think there's always going to be that safe bet, and I feel like that we're okay with that. We're, we're we make people feel better, and we make people um, live a better life. And I mean, that's a simple comment, but I think that there's something about having a safe and effective brand that that is meaningful. Well, and you know, we're we're out in California. We formulate, we make, we sell, we market, all that stuff. And I remember when we first started hiring so many new people, which it's crazy, just every week, you know, so many new people. Uh, I hadn't been out in the office in a while, and you're like, hey, there's a bunch of newbies. We're going to do two different sessions. I want you to give them, like, your thing about ground to shelf and, and everything. And I think I, one thing I said that that resonated or kind of stuck with me was I said, listen, you guys don't need to apologize to anybody for what we're doing. There's not a negative thing in what we're doing. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. what's up? We're recording. Hi. We're recording the Hemp Happy Hour. Yeah. Frankie Boyer Frankie of the Frankie Boyer Show. <laughs> Stop by at Expo West. I Expo haven't been on in a while. You need to have me on your show. They can't hear you. So we're going to finish this and we'll talk to you in a second. <laughs> you know how this goes, right? You know right? how this goes. <laughs> Three, four minute Expo East. All right. We love, we love Frankie. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. Um, what was I talking well, about? I, I don't know anymore. This is a really good episode. Guys. Oh, I think. <laughs> no, no, no. I think. <laughs> well, that's what happens. That's why I like doing his shows because I can just talk to people off, off air. But Josh likes to talk a lot. Shocking. People I know. like him. But I do think that we have this opportunity, or, you know, that we have, because it was so nuanced, we, there's a lot of things that we didn't get to do that we would have done if this was so, oh, yeah. if this was legitimate. So, well, it's great. We were the front runner and the pioneer. 
-hmm. we also didn't get to just burst onto the scene and say what everyone and 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 know no, like no, oh no. you can't have C you know remember, remember when it was a big argument about putting cbd on the label and <laughs> you know oh my gosh all these things and so many crazy days and weeks with state issues and this and that and all these other people didn't have to deal with that they just got to start a new brand on day one and boom yeah. and i mean at, at the end of the day this is still very very new i mean yes we're five years in and you know five years ago it was the bleeding edge but um you know now it is it's the cutting edge it's coming forward like people are like people get this now there's a windfall I mean, if Natural Products Expo is any indication here, I mean, of the broader market, I mean, look, now our products are available at CVS and Kroger. And like, so this is just going to expand beyond this channel. And, and that's okay. And that's good. As long as you do the right things for the right reasons. And that's what we've been doing the whole time. And so I think that that matters. And I just, you know, I want to reiterate that point because ultimately those pillars that I mentioned before still stand true today. And we still really want to connect with more people and showcase that these products are going to make them live a better life. Well said. Sara Syed, we got to jump off here. I got to do my New Hope Ooh. video interview. Ooh. I see Thanks Jessica so Rubino over there of New Hope. Shout out to her. Shout out to New yes, Hope for putting yes, this on. Yes, what a great, uh, great thing they do here with the Natural Products Expo, both East and West, and so many other events, MBJ and things that we attend. Uh, we shout out them. to them. Check out New Hope and support everything they're doing. Uh, with that, sorry, we're doing a lot of female interviews. You're one of my favorite females, definitely in the Aww. industry, but also in the world. Love you. Uh, so love you, Sara. Thank you for coming on the Hemp Happy Hour. We'll be right back after these messages. Temp, y'all. You're listening to the Hemp Happy Hour with Josh Hendricks, powered by CV Sciences. CV Sciences is a hemp-derived CBD company working closely with universities, farmers, processors, and organizations to develop a domestic supply chain for their already popular product lines, Plus CBD Oil and Purified Liquids. You can check out all their products at pluscbdoil.com and learn more about the company at cvsciences.com. We wouldn't be able to do this show without the support of CV Sciences, and because of that, we are offering all of our listeners 10% off all purchases on pluscbdoil.com using the code HEMPHAPPYHOUR. Plus CBD oil products are offered in a variety of delivery systems and flavors to suit your preferences. We are proud of our affordable and innovative selection, ranging from topicals to tinctures to concentrated oils. I use it every day, and you can too. So go to pluscbdoil.com and use the promo code HEMPHAPPYHOUR to get 10% off your purchases and join the evolution. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hemp Happy Hour brought to you by CV Sciences, makers of Plus CBD Oil, live from Natural Products Expo East, Baltimore, Maryland. And we have someone from New Hope Media. What is it? New Hope? New Hope Network. Network. New yes. I knew I was it's like, it used to be New Hope Natural <laughs> Media, then it transitioned. So, yeah. New Hope Network, who is kind of the... Um, coordinator slash host of this shindig, right? Absolutely. And by the way, That's this is us. Jessica Rubino from New Hope Network. Yes, so. hi. We hi. were doing that practice and you said your name. It threw me off. I think <laughs> Duffy did the same thing earlier, and I went like five minutes without telling anybody who was on the show with me. But so, Jessica Rubino, tell yes. everybody your role with New Hope and give us a little background on, on what you guys do. Yeah, so I am the Senior Director of Content Marketing at New Hope, so I work with amazing brands to tell their stories and educate the marketplace and do that across the supply chain. And we do that in the supplement space, food and beverage, personal care, any of the products that you'll see here 
here at the expos, I work with them to really build their communication strategies and their storytelling efforts. And they have such great stories to tell. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great stories. So yes. what is it, what's it like? I mean, obviously Expo West is a whole nother ball game and, and this is very, very close to that, if not just as close in terms of the insanity that goes on to pull something like this off. Yeah. Give the audience out there a little bit of background, a little inside baseball, what it's like to try to pull something like this off. How many companies are here? How long do you guys plan? That kind oh of my stuff. gosh, yes. So I feel like at New Hope, it's like life according to Expo. Once we get done with East, we're already thinking about West. I mean, we're thinking about, you know, years in advance. So right. there's so much that goes into it. Our ops team and our events team does such an incredible job of bringing it bringing this all together, doing it seamlessly. And then New Hope does so much more than the shows. So we have a whole media and data and insights side of what we do. So it's just this really holistic approach to connecting the industry and it's nonstop. Being here, I think it's like this big, big lead up and so much work that goes into it. But once we're all here, it just feels like it's so seamless and um, bringing everyone together and feeling the great energy. I think we're all sort of energized by the energy of the industry. So you've seen a few of these things and you've seen kind of things come and go and, and different things be hot, if you will. Right. Uh, what's your opinion on CBD? <laughs> What, what's CBD? Yeah, it's, there, uh, it's this new thing. thing I've seen it a couple times here. There's a few companies here talking about yes. it. But have you ever seen anything like this? I've never seen anything like this. And I think the thing about hemp is it touches so many industries. And there are so many potential impacts, environmental, health. Um, you know, we see it in the supplement, nutrition space, food and beverage, personal care, pharma. And so it really is all-encompassing. And I think that's what separates hemp from other um I'm doing air quotes. I I do, I, no, you, my, <laughs> my audience will love it because I do air quotes on the air all the time. And I say, I'm doing air quotes I, right now. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, we could share that. So air quote trends, and obviously it's not. It is a long-lasting, um, it's like a health revolution is the way I see it. And, uh, again, all the industries it touches and all of the products it will appear in. And, you know, it's just shape, reshaping how we think about um, new marketplaces. So it's exciting. And because of that evolution. I saw Sara got a big kick out of that because we want people to join the evolution. Um, she said health evolution. Anyways, it, it doesn't matter. But I think you know people are starting to see this as uh, a, you know a step in the right direction towards health. I was just had Cindy Wise from Lucky's Market on, and she was talking about how it brought people into the store and started a conversation that likely wouldn't have come to that store. And if they had come to the store, they wouldn't have come to that section in right. terms of supplements. And because it's in food and waters and energy shots and this and that. You're seeing so much innovation yes. with such a hot, you know, category, hot topic that you know, who knows what the next what what next year is going to bring and the year after that and the year after that. Definitely. I'm excited to see where it goes and I'm also excited for the role that New Hope is playing in this, which is really about elevating the standards and the quality and transparency and traceability behind it because we see it everywhere and it's so ubiquitous. It can be done a good way and a not so good way like any industry and so I think New Hope's role and Informa's role is to really um, elevate the best practices and make sure that we stand for how to do it the right way like companies like you guys and um, you know companies that are doing it really really well and kind of being that um, standard industry-wide standard and that's kind of what Sara was talking about earlier she was on right before you and she was saying that you know getting even just getting a being allowed to exhibit here was a great vetting process for any company and a lot of companies have learned 
I think, you know, the hundred and something companies that are here, there's probably some of them that had to go back to the drawing board because they knew they had to get here. Yeah. And they knew they had to clean up their act a little bit. And, and a lot of, we have the same thing with the round table when we vet companies. Right. You know, a lot of it's just like, hey, you know, maybe you didn't know your marketing person posted this online or maybe you didn't know you couldn't say something this way. Yes. Or that you can't have this comment on Facebook or little things like that. Totally. And most of the time they're like, oh, thank you so much. We didn't know that. I mean, we've yeah. had to recommend, like, you should just call an FDA attorney because right. you, you clearly are new to this. No, but it's so true. And I'm sure you've had this experience, like you go to, like, a farmer's market or you go to, I mean, it could even be a different trade show, and you're like, you can't say that. Like, you can't say that. But there's so much education that has to happen. So we don't want to, you know, be like, you can't be here, but we do want to help companies do it the right, right way. And until they're in that place where they're doing it the right way, then they aren't exhibitors at our show. So I think that's really important. We want to partner with them on that journey and also recognize, you know, this isn't a, a trade show for everyone. They just may not be there yet. So, well said. Yeah. So, so tell, tell the folks out there, how can they find out more about New Hope, more about these expos if they're in the hemp industry? A lot of my listeners obviously are involved in the hemp industry and yes. they're not here. Uh, how can they go about trying to get here? Those kinds of things. Yeah, um, I would say go to newhope.com, and that's where we just are providing information on the industry every single day, updates and analysis of what's happening in the space, news stories. Um, And on there, you can find all of our contact information. Connect with me, jrubino at newhope.com, and I can answer many questions. But, um, yeah, I think think it's starting with newhope.com and expowest.com and expoeast.com, and that's where you can just find information on all the things that we do. But um, there's so much that we do every day of the year even outside the expo so please stay connected with us and thank you guys for all of your great work we yeah, love well, partnering well, with thank you. you thank you for having us thanks so much for taking a few minutes to come on here and tell the folks out there about all this wonderful stuff that's going on because i know expo west and east and new hope's relationship has meant the world to cv sciences and plus cbd oil and really given us an, an inside track into this industry now you're seeing so many people follow our lead so yes happy to help uh, pioneer this category with you guys as as a mainstay and happy to be here this has been a cool show i'm going to wrap things up on the hemp happy hour here at expo east 2019 live from the cv sciences booth or the plus cbd oil booth uh, with all all good folks, thanks to Dr. Duffy Mackay for coming on, uh, Cindy Wise from Lucky's Market, Sara Syed from CV Sciences as well, Director of Marketing, kind of the reason we're at this big, beautiful booth here today. And then, of course, Jess, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. You were a very wonderful guest. I was and scared now I of the, the headset, but I loved the experience. The headset's a must, though. It's a must. It's you a were must. amazing. Um, but, yes, this was great. That was, that was the Hemp Happy Hour live from Expo East 2019. We're going to wrap it up. Temp, y'all.